So in my previous podcast that I did about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, I made a statement in there. Well, I posed the question because I know a lot of y'all gonna get your panties in a bunch, and I don't really care. Because see, when you speak in truth to power and facts, people get offended. So I'm gonna prove my point. So before you come to my channel, come prepared. A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast about a gentleman named Vincent Simmons. And how I heard about Vincent Simmons was I happened to be walking by the TV while my husband was watching CBS News. And I heard about this man being exonerated for a rape that he didn't commit with these twin sisters. Come to find, and you hear this white man, they interview this white guy, uh, the cousin, I forget it, his name is Keith. And you can go listen to my previous podcast. It's the introduction to Vincent Simmons. And I haven't, because I've been so busy, I'm going to do a podcast about it because I'm I'm proving a point here. But I haven't, it's a lot of case log to read through. So I have to read through the witness statements, the witness statements, the different court trials. And then I have to write notes. So it's probably going to take me a couple of months to be able to, to do this podcast. But I pose the question if... If, if Johnny Depp would have been a black man, would he have getting, gotten the same wide berth and support um, that Johnny Depp got? Because I don't even think that Johnny Depp understands the privilege and the opportunity that he even had to be able to present a case so that he can clear his name when every day of every week of every month of every year, some man, especially black man and some white men too and Hispanic men, are released from jail and exonerated because they've been falsely accused. So, let me remind you, Vincent Simmons, here's the case synopsis about Vincent Simmons. So, on July 28, 1977, Vincent Simmons was convicted of attempted aggravated rape of two white girls, two twin white girls. Now, let me back up because I didn't finish my point. When I was watching the CBS News, it was another relative of theirs, a cousin, or it might have been a family friend saying, no, that man, Vincent Simmons, didn't rape those girls. The Keith cousin had been having sex with the girls. He put one in the trunk and was having sex with the other. And the reason why they came up with this story, this is what the CBS News story said, was because he had scratches on his neck because he said that the girl was so feisty. So here we go. On July 28th, 1977, Vincent Simmons, and this is all alleged, this is what I heard on CBS. What I'm reading right now is from a website website called the Vincent Simmons Project. And they have the home, the case synopsis, videos, documentation, donation, and even a Facebook. So whoever his lawyers were really fought to get him free. 
So right now, again, I'm on um, the Vincent um, Simmons Project um, online. You can type that in and take you right to it. So the case synopsis is, on January 28, 1977, Vincent Simmons was convicted of attempted aggravated rape of twin white girls, Karen and Sharon Sanders, and sentenced to 100 years in prison. He has been in Angola prison for 33 years. He was convicted purely on the basis of the flawed and contradictory testimony of the two alleged victims and their cousin, Keith Labordi, L-A-B-O-R-D-E. There was no physical evidence of any kind against Vincent. In fact, no physical evidence that the rapes ever actually occurred. The twins picked Vincent out of a lineup in which he was the only one handcuffed after openly stating that an all-black man looked alike to them. Vincent has been the subject of three documentary films and has maintained his innocence since his arrest. There is no physical evidence that the rapes actually happened. The alleged victim waited two weeks to report the alleged rapes. No forensic tests were carried out on the clothing of the alleged victims. Vincent's clothing or the car in which the alleged rapes took place. The doctor's report did not find any signs of injury on either of the alleged victims and stated that one of the twins was a virgin two weeks after the alleged rape. The doctor's report was not shown at the trial excerpts from the letters sent from F.P. Bordelon Jr., M.D., to the district attorney, Mr. J. Eddie Knoll, on June 10, 1977. So evidently, this doctor sent a letter to the district attorney. Regarding the examination of one of the alleged victims in the Vincent Simmons case, she admitted never having had intercourse before this. There was no bruises on her body, no vaginal examination showed that the hymen was intact, and I was, I was a, unable to insert one examining finger. Vincent was convicted on the base of the flawed and contradictory testimonies of two alleged victims and their male husband. Cousin. Cousin. In the police reports, the twins said that a black man attacked them. They said they did not know his name. In court, the twins and their cousin all said the attacker, attacker had told them his name before attacking them and that his name was Simmons. The twins stated that, that they would not be able to pick their attacker out of a lineup because all black men looked the same to them. They later picked Vincent out of a lineup in which he was the only one handcuffed. The police investigation reports did not include one single lead pointing to Vincent, yet he was picked off the street and charged with the crime. Two reports by the same police officer written 24 hours apart give two completely different locations as the place of arrest. There is no indication that the police at any point had any official interview with Vincent or that he gave any sort of statement. However, when Vincent was arrested and taken into interrogation, a police officer who was related to Keith Labordi, which is the cousin and the one that was calling him all kind of N-words on CBS, shot Vincent in the chest, nearly killing him. The two officers presented state... Um, pre the two officers present stated that Vincent had disarmed one of the officers, said, you never take me alive and pull the trigger, but the gun misfired. They said he continued dry firing and then Officer Labordi shot him. Vincent was never charged with any crime related to this and it was not mentioned in the trial. 
Vincent has maintained from the beginning that the officer shot him because he would not confess. The arresting officer, police officer, never testified in court. Oh, well, that's because, remember, we fear for our life. Remember that while you're talking about all these shootings in the January 6th. All right, so he shot him because he wouldn't confess. Remember, this happened in 1977. So for all of you guys who listen to my Amber Heard and Johnny Depp podcast, before you come talking to me, you need to listen to what I'm saying again. If Johnny Depp would have been a black man, would y'all given him, and y'all knew that Amber Heard lied because y'all seen, y'all knew she'd been lying for six years, would y'all have given him the same support? Not only did the shooting threaten his life, but Vincent was originally charged with two counts of aggravated rape, punishable by death at the time of accusal. Only after the U.S. Supreme Court invalidated the death penalty in Croker v. Georgia, 433 US.584 on June 29, 1977, did the prosecution quickly amend the charges to aggravated attempted rape, even though the state's case at trial were the actual rapes of both were the where the actual rapes of both of the Sanders sister. No pretrial motions nor investigations by the defense counsel were made. Vincent had several documents of evidence that he was not aware of at trial, nor was the jury or Vincent's defense counsel aware of the evidence at trial. Vincent has been trying to win the evidentiary hearing for decades, but no state has afforded him one. Needless to say, the, 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 um, the outcome ended up being that Vincent Simmons is actually free now. And, um, he was released from uh, uh, Angola. So, yeah, we've been going through this for years. Y'all want to say, oh, women don't lie. Really? Women don't lie? Well, two women, twins, and a whole cousin lied in this. So, this came from KALB, new attorney wants Vincent Simmons, Simmons vacated, and this came out October 2020, Um, he was convicted to 100 years, and they want his case vacated, Um, they asked people to come forward to help us tell the truth. We know Vincent is not guilty. There are seven key arguments Simmons legal team is making in what is more than a 300 page document for post-conviction relief. The filing states, um, I think I talked about this in my previous podcast. Go look at the podcast that's entitled um, The Introduction to Vincent Simmons. You know what I'm saying? So the reason why I brought Vincent Simmons back up is because y'all want to say women don't lie. This is what y'all want to say. Now, there's a lot of women out there that don't lie. Now, if you simply, when y'all come over to listen to what I said about Amber Heard and you get your panties in a bunch, go to the Innocence Project. Go to the innocentproject.org. Since LawTube wants to talk about cases they need to do, Maybe y'all need to go to the innocentproject.org and y'all need to start talking about some of these cases to get the word out for some of these cases. You got black men, got white men, got Hispanic men, black women, white. You 
lot of people. There's a whole organization created called the Innocent Project to get people exonerated while y'all on law to trying to figure out what sensationalized case y'all gonna do. It's plenty of good cases right here that you can talk about. Like Malcolm Alexander. Time served, 38 years. State, Louisiana. He was charged with aggravated rape, conviction, sexual assault, life without parole. Incited date, 11 1979 Conviction date, 11 Exoneration date, January 30th, 2018. He served 38 years. Well, January 30th, 2018, after a reinvestigation by the Jefferson Parish District Attorney's Office, District Court Judge dismissed the indictment and ordered the release of Malcolm Alexander, who was wrongly served nearly 38 years for a rape that DNA evidence proves he did not commit. He was arrested for the 1979 crime based on a deeply flawed, unreliable identification procedure. His paid lawyer, who was subsequently disbarred after complaints of neglect and abandonment, were filed against him in connection with dozens of other cases, failed in his most basic duties to present a defense. Alexander was subsequently released from Jefferson Parish Jail. Alexander has always maintained his innocence of the November 8, 1979 rape of the owner of a new antique store on Whitney Avenue in Granada, Louisiana, the victim who was white was grabbed from behind in an empty store by a black man and taken to a small dark private back room in the back of the store where she was raped from behind with a gun to her head. On In February 1980, Alexander, who is black, had a consensual encounter with a white woman who asked him for money and then later accused him of sexual assault. This encounter, I'm going to read that again. Let me read that again for the people in the back, for the people in the back, for the people in the back. In February 1980, Alexander, who is a black man, had a consensual encounter with a white woman who asked him for money and then later accused him of sexual assault. This encounter, which was uncooperated and later dropped by the police, prompted police to place Alexander's photo in a photo array that was shown to the victim over four months after she was attacked at gunpoint by a complete stranger. The assailant was behind the victim for the entirety of the crime, and her opportunity to view him was extremely limited. According to police reports, the victim tentatively selected Alexander's photo. Research has shown that multiple identification procedures can contaminate a witness's memory, causing a witness to become confused about whether he or she, glad they said that, recognizes the person from the event or the earlier procedure while also making the witness more confident in his or her identification. Yet police conducted a physical lineup three days later that included Alexander. Alexander was the only person from the photo array who was shown again to the victim in a physical lineup. The lead detective on the case was not available to conduct the lineup, so another detective conducted the procedure according to the report of the lineup. The victim made a possible identification and the word tentative was written next to Alexander's lineup number. However, 
When the original detective returned later that day and took a statement from the victim, the victim's confidence was recorded as 98% sure that Alexander was the assailant. And by the time she got to trial, she testified that she had no doubt that he was the assailant. Blood type testing of the rape kit was available at the time that could have either supported the victim's identification or proven that Alexander wasn't the perpetrator but was never sought. A review of the trial record reveals that Alexander's attorney failed to make court appearances and to file important pleadings, including a motion to challenge the identification and review of the one-day trial transcript reveals that the attorney who was subsequently disbarred, failed to make an opening statement, did not call any witnesses for the defense, failed to adequately cross-examine the state witness about the identification, and presented a closing argument that was a mere four pages of the 87-page transcript. Alexander received a life sentence for a guilty verdict, although the attorney promised to file an appeal of the verdict. He never filed it. An innocent project took, first took up Alexander's case in 1996, but quickly learned that the rape kit and the semen stained towel had been destroyed only four years after his conviction. I bet it was. All, Alexander never gave up the, and continued the fight to prove his innocence in 2013. Hair evidence recovered from the location where the rape took place was found at the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office Crime Lab. The Innocence Project brought an Innocent Project New Orleans as local counsel, and the organization sought DNA testing of the hair evidence. Three crime scene hairs had the same DNA profile that did not match to Alexander or the victim. Based on this information and subsequent conversations with the victim, the Jefferson Parish District Attorney Office moved with the Innocent Project to vacate Alexander's conviction and dismiss the indictment in court today. Alexander was awaited by his son, grandson, both named Malcolm, as well as his mother and sister. Don't tell me women don't lie. So before y'all come to my podcast and think y'all gonna leave nasty messages, you might want to do your research. And while you lawyers, who are great, I'm not gonna lie. When I was watching LawTube doing this this thing, it was some great lawyers up there. So I was kind of, nah. but there was some great lawyers up there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they had really good information. That's what just one case. Let's see what Steve Barnes is about. Let's see what Steve Barnes is about. Steve Barnes, New York, first degree rape, first degree sodomy, second degree murder, four counts. Indicted, incited date, um, 09-1885, conviction date, um, June 2nd, 89, exonerating date, January 9th, 2009. He served 20 years for being convicted. In 1989, Steve Barnes was convicted in upstate New York of a murder he didn't commit based on questionable eyewitness identifications and three types of unvalidated forensic scientists. Nearly two decades later, on November 25, 2008, DNA testing obtained by the Innocent Project proved his innocence and he walked out of the Utisa courthouse a free man. He's a white man. Before you think he's a black man, Stephen Barnes is a whole white man. So, I'm saying all that to say... Before y'all come to my podcast about what I was saying about y'all, I'm asking, would y'all have gave a black man that same benefit of the doubt? Because it's regular men and women 
fighting for their life because they've been convicted of things that they have not done. So I hope you people at Law 2, who most of you are very great lawyers, go take a look at the Innocence Project and let's start talking about the truth here. Let's stop worrying about the celebrity cases. Y'all talking about Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt going to be all right. Let's talk about the regular, everyday working man and woman who are true victims who now don't have a platform because people lie. There are actually people out here that tell the truth about their physical and emotional and sexual abuse. And now they don't have a platform because you all support liars. Now, nobody in Law 2 supported Amber Heard. Let me be clear on that. Nobody did. Not Andy Signor at Popcorn Planet. Nobody in Law 2. But there were people who were supporting her, like the Me Too Times Up. Um, the, what was it? The, 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 the people that... Um, um, who was supposed to money from Amber Heard. Um, I'm trying to think of their names, so y'all forgive me. Um, who was supposed to receive money from, from them? I'm trying to think. I know it was the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles was supposed to receive money. But who else was supposed to receive money? Um, Y'all asking for money from Johnny Depp when y'all could be putting y'all money um, where your mouth is. The ACLU. The ACLU is so busy um, asking Johnny Depp for money when y'all could be going to the Innocent Project Helping this organization with people who truly need to be exonerated and need their cases heard while y'all hunting this man for money. So before anybody from these entities, again, Popcorn Planet, um, all the law tube, all these people did a good job in reporting it. But it's regular people in regular life that need the same type of attention that y'all gave Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and that y'all are looking to give Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt. I'm glad Johnny won. I'm glad Johnny fight, fought for himself. And more men need to fight for themselves and stand up. But it is real people out here that need real help. Stop. Keep giving. Because see, the, even though Amber Heard lost, y'all still giving her celebrity. Like, I don't even want to talk about this bitch no more. So at the end of the day, yes, I'm still going to ask the question. If that would have been a black man, would y'all rally behind him the same way y'all did Johnny. And Johnny, do you think that a black man would have got this? Because it's a black man right now that's still being villainized for something that he didn't do. And his name is Bill Cosby. Look up the damn case. And before you come to me saying anything about it, you need to look up every freaking evidence of the case. Because this is what y'all do, right? You need. I was there. I read the case. I followed the podcast. I follow people who sat in the court i sat in on youtube and listened to the whole thing with the supreme court i listened to the whole thing it's a reason why it was vacated it wasn't no slip up it wasn't no oh it's a chink in the system no it's a reason behind it so i've named case after case before y'all come to me and to be fair 
I even put a white man in there. There's a lot of people who've been committed of crimes they didn't commit. Meanwhile, whoever really did it, whoever really did it, is left out there to continue doing it. So how are you protecting men and women? Yes, the solution is to come up with rules and regulations so that true victims of domestic violence, true victims of of sexual violence can be protected. What are we going to do to get true survivors and victims protection? Because yes, Amber Heard has hurt a lot. What she did, it did. Let's let's keep it real here. It hurt a lot. Y'all want to say it didn't hurt anybody? It has. Because you have real victims sitting at home right now this minute that are afraid to say anything because they feel like somebody is not going to believe them even though they are telling the truth. So let's keep it real here. What the jury did, no. What the lawyers did, no. What the judge did, no. But yes, what Amber Heard did and so many other women and probably men too. I haven't ran across anything like that. What they did is make it hard for true survivors out here and I'm a survivor. I live with this every fucking day. My life has been turned upside down. I did 20 fucking years of therapy behind being violated and being in abusive relationships. So I know what I'm talking about and it pisses me off that real victims and real survivors don't have a voice. I'm pissed the fuck off. And no, it's not Am- and no, it's not Johnny's fault. No, it's not Camille's fault. No, it's not Ben's fault. It's not the jury's fault. It's her fault because she lied. And I'm sorry, because she lied, it has set it back. It has made it harder. Y'all can make yourself believe in the Willy Wonka imaginary world that it hasn't, but it has, especially when it was already hard in the first place. And I know that for a fact. So let's start telling the truth around here. Let's start telling the truth. Y'all want to change the narrative and bring up Jesse Smollett and Bill Cosby. And no, I mean, not Bill Cosby, OJ Simpson, who has these two cases. They're not comparable to what she did. But oh, I forgot. Put the, put the, put the attention back on black folks. No, you're not going to bring us in this bullshit. Let's address it. She lied. What are we going to do as a society to protect real victims and real children and real little boys and girls and men and women? What what are you going to do? Y'all made a lot of money. Y'all made a lot of money. And I ain't mad at it because, hey, you have a right to make money. Y'all made a lot of money with this with this trial. What are we going to do? What are y'all going to do? Because I didn't stream it. It's the first time I'm talking about it. I'm not on YouTube. I don't do YouTube videos. So at the end of the day, what are we going to do to help the common man and woman? To help the common boy and girl? I don't give a fuck about Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt. Who gives a shit? They are fucking multimillionaires and they're going to be all right. What are we going to do about people that are sitting with their faces in an innocent project that really need help? Put your money where your mouth is and cut the bullshit. Yeah, she did fuck it up. She did. She did. Not the lawyers, not the jury, not the judge. She did it. And anybody else that's backing her. Those of you who have watched the trial 
and you are still backing this nonsense, you are part of the problem and you make it hard for real victims and real survivors of sexual abuse and physical violence and domestic violence. You are part of the problem. So what are we going to do to fix it? The first thing y'all need to do is start telling the damn truth. 